this is Sam Stone with another installment of Dynamic Duos here on CBR. I'm here today with Eliza Taylor and Caitlin Bassett talking about Quantum Leap Season 2 as we kind of barrel towards the epic Season 2 finale. Um, you know, you can watch Quantum Leap on NBC at 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays and catch new episodes the day after on Peacock. Guys, thanks for taking the time to sit down and talk about our mutual friends, Hannah and Addison, today. Heck yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I find fascinating is, you know, Eliza, you were on the 100 and you saw a rotating cast of characters every season as they were usually horrifically killed, as was the nature of that show. <laughs> um, the How is it being the new kid on the block coming into season two for, you know, in this established cast and show for, for Quantum Leap? It's, I mean, I was nervous coming into an established show, um, for sure. You know, you, you, you don't really know what you're stepping into, but, uh, I was so pleasantly surprised and relieved, um, the second I got on set, really, everyone was so incredibly welcoming and kind and, um, apart from Caitlin, obviously, um, a lot of hazing. A lot of hazing. A lot of hazing. Um, but <laughs> no, it, it, honestly, it has been such a gift. Um, and I love this show. I really do. And everybody on this set love, loves the show, which makes it a really special environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, you know, as with a show by its very nature that has new characters come in with every jump, like how is it welcoming new regulars like Eliza or Peter, like, and, and kind of bringing them into the family? Yeah. Oh, it was definitely, we, we were so excited, right? Cause like Eliza is a bit of a legend also, you know, like, especially in the sci-fi world, like, you know, to, to lead a show like the 100 so young, I mean, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I mean, I was 23 when I started that one. I mean, goodness gracious. Can you imagine, like, like the pressure and the, like, all of those things? And and then to have her come on set. So, I mean, we were a bit, I mean, Peter and also is amazing. And every time he touches a show, it's just, like, so exciting. And he adds such a cool dynamic. So, I mean, we were absolutely excited. But, you know, well, we wanted to be impressive too like you know like you don't it's not just about like you you want them to think highly of you too so it was like a very interesting dynamic to 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 have them step on and then to like see how good they were and see the dynamics that they can create um and then also like just to be friends with them and 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 get to hear about Eliza's journey on the 100 you know and just all of those things i mean that's been i think one of my favorite parts is just getting friends new friends new friends are cool yeah <laughs> well and talking and kind of comparing notes as you know two actors in the sci-fi television space like what were some of the some of the kind of the war stories for lack of a better term but like yeah so were some of the tall you know telling tales by the campfire about your experiences in working in sci-fi television oh gosh i mean yeah it's I, I love the sci-fi world. It is it is such a cool corner of the industry, um, especially I think the best thing about it is um, the fans, like how they receive these shows with such open arms and grab onto them and, uh, and champion them, you know. Um, 
And that was something that I was really excited about for these guys because it's it was, in my experience, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of chatting about that and and just you know like are you going to get into the convention world and you know yeah. like all that stuff because it really is it, it's so special and different in that way um, and yeah I don't know I mean no war stories just like filming in Vancouver at three o'clock in the morning in winter is not the most fun, um, (laughs) covered in blood and dirt, but Hey, you know, there's something really fun about that too. Yeah. (laughs) The, uh, there are certain scenes in the 100 that'll stick with me forever that I was always surprised that you were able to get away with on the CW. I know. But the, uh, (laughs) the murder, are you talking about the murders? The scene of pumping, manually pumping a heart, I think will kind of, you know, maybe stick with me a bit. Yeah, that was intense. um, Yeah. (laughs) That was intense. (laughs) Even for us. Yeah, it was, you guys always like rivaled The Walking Dead. Um, but the uh, you were you know, Caitlin, you had mentioned dynamics, and one of the things, uh, you know, one of the recurring things in season two is this idea of of moving on. You know, between Ben and, and Addison, kind of moving on and finding love elsewhere. And this this season really is kind of a I want to call it like a love square, but I don't know if it's like an equilateral situation really. So like a love for quadrilateral like how is it kind of like sorting through those kind of liaisons dangerous throughout season two i mean it's just been so cool to see what they've done but i think my favorite thing and, and i've said this before at different places is that there there's such a a um temptation right there's such a temptation to create this love triangle-y thing where there's a team Hannah and a team Addison and there are hashtags. I, we like, we've seen them. Um, uh, and just to, as a collective from writers to actors to humans, we just decided not to do that. We just decided to, how about we all be adults about a situation that is insane, insane, Right. Like there's time travel, there's things you go away, you'll come back. It's a thing. Um, And just accept that kind of everybody is trying to do their best and that you can have these just wonderful relationships filled with mutual respect um, uh, and understanding that nobody's done anything wrong. Nobody's a bad person. Nobody's a villain here. Um, Yeah. And I, I love that that was the dynamic that they wrote on the show. And I also love that that's the dynamic that kind of Eliza and, and myself insisted on. And also, yeah. and also created like, like as people, which has been, it's just so special. Like I, there is no competition. Yeah. It's a very adult way of <laughs> very adult. the situation. I very love that. Adult. And, you yeah. know, you called me really like straight off the bat as soon as our characters started to interact and just said, what are we going to do about this? Cause I don't want this to be a love triangle. Um, here we've got these two incredible women, like uh, what are we going to do? And I went, yeah, like how cool that we can, um, we can have these conversations and go, 
yeah, this does not have to be catty. This does not have to be a um, woman versus woman rather than uh, woman uh, supporting woman. <laughs> and they do support each other because they, right. you know, in in this world, um, they both care very deeply about Ben and want to keep him alive, you know. And, um, yes, there are there, – there, there's a lot of – complicated factors involved um but that's the bottom line and there's a lot of respect between them which is awesome and just to if i could just stay here a little bit longer to like zoom out a bit right like you have eliza taylor who has been on was it was it neighbors oh yeah god you're going back I mean, a long way <laughs> I mean, you know what i mean but, but it, it, my point is is you've been this staple all the way from neighbors to the 100 to everything else that you've done um you know this is a woman that that girls kind of looked up to like she this is a you know she's played smart capable women which i love the sci-fi world for by the way because i think sci-fi did it first sci-fi always does it first they're always like you know what that doesn't need to be what you think it is you know because it the whole point of it is 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 let's build a different world a whole a literal different world many different worlds um and what we also i think didn't we didn't really articulate it in the moment but i think what was underlying when we kind of started to zoom out a bit was that like nobody wanted some 11 year old girl 12 year old girl to look at Hannah and Addison and have to pick one right and be like I want to, well, no, I want to be like, like a scientist, like Hannah, or like, I want to be like, a, like tough and like athletic, like Addison, like, no, 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 no. We're not against each other. So you as a girl don't need to pick. Yeah. Like you can be a little bit of both. And I think that is, if we do anything as actors, that'll be one of the proudest things I ever do. 100%. Beautifully said. The, uh, Thanks, I'm curious because you had mentioned the time travel element. Eliza, how unique is the challenge of playing a character that we see in basically six year intervals? Because that's a lot of life that we don't see in between for this character. Like, how is it kind of like, oh, here we are in like, you know, the 50s and the early 60s? Like, how is it making those jumps? Uh, it's challenging, but in the best way possible. Like, I, I, I love it because, <laughs> you know, um, it's a unique it's a unique role for me in that way um I yeah I think that being able to um use my imagination actually uh, in a lot of cases to fill in the gaps of what has happened what has she been through in these last six seven eight years whatever it is and um how has that changed her her voice how has that changed her posture how has that um affected her emotionally all of these questions I get to ask and sort of put on put pen to paper and go okay so for this episode she will be this you know um and then of course on set that develops even more and um it's just been really fun and it's kept me on my toes which I love so it's very cool (laughs) and she's not going to say it but it's also very hard like to ask an actor to come in to play out a life you know in 10-year intervals like, I think I had, you know, multiple hours of conversations total with the showrunners about the three-year gap that Addison went through, right? Like, and being really specific about that was. 
I mean, and she's had to do that in nine year gaps or whatever it has been every single time. Like it takes you, you, it takes an incredibly talented and thoughtful actor to do that believably. So she's not going to say that about herself, but I will. <laughs> well, let's talk about one of the more recent intervals because like how bananas is it that you guys got a film in Egypt? <laughs> like that you got to went international and like i mean caitlin the sphinx <laughs> like how, how was it like doing this like on location shooting uh, on the said it best in a different like when you said like the dream thing like yeah you could convince me it was a dream for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to start oh sure i mean it was yeah it, it it didn't feel like it really happened. I, I just was pinching myself the whole time we were there. Like, if it wasn't what? that hot, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it? What was it like for you, Caitlin? Because I've already said. Oh God, I don't know. I mean, it's exactly like it was bananas, right? Like the Sphinx was the best part. Oh, the best in the sense that like. There were so many things happening. Like, I wish we could have just filmed what was behind us. <laughs> because, like, it was, it's a, it's a historical site, so you can't put many things there. So we're just out in the middle of the desert with people that have traveled around the world to see the Sphinx and not see Quantum Leap be in their way of seeing the Sphinx. Like they do not care that you are filming a television show. And then our crowd control was hilarious because these, these guys were doing, they're working so hard. They're working so hard, but they speak Arabic and English. And the languages that people at the Sphinx speak, speak is all of the languages. Yeah. Right. So, so like they, nobody understood what they were even saying. Like that's, they had no way to communicate. With it. it was, insane bananas. yeah bananas but the coolest thing i think you know definitely it'll be in the top five of cool things we ever do in life is film a television show <laughs> at the pyramids like what <laughs> what <laughs> oh got that that's but i will yeah. say when we got to the city it was really cool because those the, the people that were in the city in Cairo and things like that, they, they were really excited that we were there. We yeah. weren't messing up their sightseeing day that they'd planned for a year. So right. they, they were like very excited and they wanted to have come talk to us and the kids would come up and talk to us. Yeah. And it, that was, that was really special in a different way. Yeah. Eliza, I mean, you, I mean, you, well, what about your experience other than it being just a dream experience? Like, what was it? How was it filming in Africa? <laughs> like, how was it? I mean, that's that NBC network money go in effect. Like, how, how's that? How, how'd that play into it? Well, when they first told me we were filming there, I did not believe them. <laughs> I was like, you mean a green screen, right? You mean CGI? Yeah. Like, that's the, you know. Um, so then it wasn't until like we got our flight details and I went, oh, this is happening. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was really amazing. I, I, my work was sort of staggered over the five days that we were there. Um, so I kind of popped in every now and then I wasn't there on like in it for 14 hours a day, like Caitlin was. Um, 
<laughs> so uh my experience was a little more tame it was you know I I got to have a massage at the hotel and do a bit of sightseeing and you know so in that way I kind of I didn't do that it, no you I didn't do that you, girl no. you were <laughs> um yeah I that. and I couldn't sleep so that was awful I couldn't because oh, I screwed right. myself yeah, I couldn't sleep at all like, yeah, yeah, she Eliza actually gave me it was like an antihistamine or something like a yeah, strong yeah. antihistamine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, here you go, girl. Was, and that and even that it only kept me out for like five hours. My body was not having it. Was yeah. was yeah. not having it. <laughs> um, well, today's today's broadcast brought to you by Claritin D. That's right. But the, <laughs> uh, we we've talked about the dynamic in the cast. How is it, but we haven't mentioned the linchpin in so many ways. How, how's it working with Raymond? How is it like having him be part of this set and kind of like having this relationship two seasons deep now? No, he's the best. Uh, Ray is, he is he's so much, he's so generous and kind uh, when it comes to performing, but also just him, his presence on set. Like he is. Uh, uh, like I don't think you could have a better number one um, for this show and he really cares deeply about every single person in every single role on yeah. that film set it's amazing he really does yeah. he really does um, yeah. I've, I've said this before but when the producers and the showrunners were putting the show together they put to sh- they put in very intentionally put together a group of people who cared to be here. Um, and it's just so nice that Eliza's like picked up on that, that, you know, cause she came in, we were filming season two, but we hadn't stopped. So we were, we had already filmed. I mean, heck, when did you come in? Episode two, two or three, two or three. Right. So we had filmed 21 episodes straight by the time that we met her. And by the um, way, I thought, I really thought, I knew that going in and I thought these guys are going to be so grumpy and tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we weren't, I think is a testament to like how much we like being there and we like each other. And the tone that Ray sets is a huge part of that. But I also think it was built into the 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 anatomy of when they decided to bring that show back, right? Like they put Ray there. They were looking for an actor like Ray for a reason. And they were, you know, and they were looking for that cast and they were looking for those, those key members in the crew that, that are going to set a tone. That's like, we're pumped to be here. Like, yes, this is a job, but like, it's also a privilege um, and a bit of a responsibility because this show had a legacy already. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I think like that kind of energized us through, which was really nice, but he absolutely helms that. And he's such a good man and a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm, I'm half Korean and you guys have the Koreatown episode and everything. And so that really struck like close to home to me and everything. And like, yeah. And I, you know, again, being half Korean, I don't, I don't see Ray at any of our meetings. So, you know, that, that, that us Koreans have in secret. Uh-huh. Um, He's busy. He's working. <laughs> um, in, ter- in terms of setting the tone, I mean, you had mentioned, you know, getting to talk to Martin and the writers and like getting, how is it getting the information you need up front? 
and kind of helping build your performance around that and just kind of having that kind of creative presence on set in, in terms of shaping the whole thing. They are so thoughtful. They really, really care, um, which has been like the theme of uh, this podcast. Everybody cares. Um, Everybody cares. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just, uh, I, I don't think I've ever walked into something and had a character so beautifully and thoughtfully laid out for me um, where I just got to take it and run. Like, And they gave me such a good understanding of Hannah's entire arc that, it made my job so much easier. It was wonderful. Like those guys really, um, they know how to run a show. What can I say? But Caitlin, yeah. how was it for you? Because, you know, you came in like at the very, very beginning. Um, and it oh, was yeah. your first show, right? Yeah. It was my first job. That's huge. Yeah. It was bananas. Um, it was bananas. And, you know, just like, and I'm sure you felt this on the 100, right? Though maybe a little different because you were in the, you were in the number one slot and that kind of has a, has a bit clearer of a trajectory. Um, you know, we were still building the airplane as it was flying, you know, as it was taken off. Right. Like, and as all shows do, rarely do you have, especially in, in, in episodic television, right. Um, in, in broadcast television, like you're, you know, you're releasing them. You're, you don't have. 10 months to shoot everything and then you cut it up. Um, so it evolved. It was constantly evolving and we were constantly figuring out, and it wasn't just the relationships that were evolving. It was the show. Like what do the leaps focus on? How much time do you spend in the leap versus in HQ? Like, and then you know, they started to find a nice little balance of like, Oh, when there's more HQ to do, it's going to be a more simplistic leap, not less, just, just more simplified. And then the more complicated ones, there's a little less going. So all of that was kind of getting figured out. Um, there was a, 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 a shakeup in the executive producers, which, you know, is I think a big thing to have happen on your first show. Like the guys that hire you then leave the show. And then, you know, it, it's, I still have a wonderful relationship with them. They're wonderful writers, uh, Brian and Steven, but um I don't know. It's just a, it, it was a steep learning curve. I mean, it, it had to have been the same for you though, right? Like, tell me about the 100 a little bit. Like when you, cause like, what is it? Like, you worked like Ray worked. Like I work a lot on this show. I do, but Ray works so much. Like when it's a leap day, the guy is in the first shot to the last shot. Yeah. And yeah. all day. Like, I mean, so um, I, how do you do that at 23? Well, like, you have a lot more energy at 23. <laughs> <laughs> if you threw me in there now, I don't know, man. But um, no, it, I, it's, it's weird because, I mean, it was my first American show. I didn't have any other experience in, like, the States to base it on um I'd never shot a pilot before I didn't know what that meant like the waiting to see if it gets picked up oh, and, wow. you know was, so I, I just was like it's gonna it's it's great it's gonna go like that was in my mind and I had other people telling me like well you know that only 20% of blah 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 and I just thought no nah, but this is different it's gonna be fine and it was thank god but um I was really naive when it came to like what uh, being number one meant, like 
being the lead of something because in Australia everybody's equal the cast the crew like there's no numbering there's no it's like it's very um like you go in you do your job and you're respectful of everyone no matter what like you don't think you're special like that's a big thing in Australia if you think you're special we're gonna cut you off at the knees so that I went in with that attitude um which is probably a good training ground really um for you know I didn't come with any uh scary ego or demands <laughs> but um <laughs> till she got to quantum leap ladies and gentlemen I, I don't really think that. Um, three trailers over here <laughs> kidding it's not true that's not true <laughs> but it, for me like filming for you know 14 hours a day every single day sometimes 18 hours was uh normal I, I didn't know any different I this was the only show I had to go on and so it was really normal and it's been funny coming into quantum leap and only do it like having episodes off and having days in the week off and being like what (laughs) yeah it's I mean it's amazing but it I didn't know that you could do a show like that so I'm still learning all the time I was at a panel. I was at a panel for the, with the. I think it's the SWAT writers. Mm. Yeah, I think it was SWAT. Ma'am, they have ten hour days. Oh my goodness! I I was next to a, a, my a writing mentor and friend of mine, Wendy West, who is a Dexter and all that. And 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 as soon as they said ten hours, I just grabbed her leg like somebody. Ten hours? How do you even do a television show? <laughs> I mean. Eliza, was it tough, like, doing a 14 or 18-hour day where – because the 100, you're always dialed up to, like, 11 yeah. intensity. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, looking back now, I I was just like, I love this. It's fine. I'm tired. It's fine. I'm sick. It's fine. I – you know, when you're in it, you don't – this – you're not, not going to do it, so you just get on with it, right? <laughs> um, but looking back, I mean, that was a really – it was a good chunk of my twenties. I was, I was 23 when I started, I was 30 when I left. And like, um, in those years, looking back, I can see how I, I was really wore, I, I, I wore out. (laughs) I was, um, I was burnt out by the end of that and needed to, um, learn how to live, uh, a life outside of that show because it was all encompassing. It was, I lived in Vancouver. I worked in Vancouver. All my friends were from the show. Um, I didn't, I didn't know how to do life any other way. (laughs) So um, when I finished, I got to step back and actually do a lot of work on myself that I think I'd been putting off for a long time. And um, yeah, it was really hard. Now I see that. But at the time, I didn't. <laughs> what made Quantum Leap like, you know, after having endured all those seasons of the 100, it's like, um, you know, I can do episodic television again. Like, bring it on. Like, let's let's let's, let's go for it. Like, what made Quantum Leap such a enticing opportunity? Oh, man. I mean, there are so many reasons. Um, for me personally, I mean... I I had a baby. I have a beautiful boy who's about to turn two. Um, and he, if, you know, I hadn't worked in a really long time. We had the pandemic. 
Um, I did a couple of indie films, but, uh, then I got pregnant and, um, and then I was a mom. And for me, that was a real, um, it was the, uh, the most amazing thing, but it was also an identity crisis because I, all I'd known was work and that part of me, uh, had gone to sleep for quite some time. So coming into having the opportunity to do something like quantum leap, it was sci-fi, which I knew and loved. Um, it was not every episode going straight back into those crazy days I just talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. it was just, I saw it as a really nice opportunity to, um, be a mom, but also reignite that passion for acting, um, that's still in, it was still in me. Um, and I, I, it's given me my confidence back. It's given me new friends like Caitlin, I consider one of my best friends now. And like, that is so beautiful. Um, <laughs> and such a gift. And it's, it's made me realize that I can do both. And that's huge. Cause I wasn't sure, you know, there was a good year there where I thought, well, maybe my best days are behind me. <laughs> oh no, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Uh, So I got time for one more, and I'm trying to think of a. Okay. So women can do those things. I'm so so happy that you're back. You're. She's going to my contract. You're in society. I don't care. Like, I can't. I can't with that. Like, I hope girls watch that. Like, it is hard to be a mom, but then also you can do stuff. Like, that part of that part. Yes. So, you know, with with that in mind, like what else can you tease? And this is always like the tricky one. Like what what else can you tease with like Quantum Leap season two and just like kind of your your guys' experiences filming filming season two? Like how is it kind of like kind of tipping the hat to it and looking forward to tomorrow? Uh, I'll start that one. Um, Yeah. I think this has been so exciting, right? This is a, a, a... this is an entire crew, executive team, network, studio, actors that understand that we have a legacy show, that respect the show, that want to make this iteration worthwhile, that we keep expanding it. We keep, you know, breaking some of the rules and in, 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 I think, the right ways, in the ways that, like, limited what the old one could do just based on when it was shot. Like, it was just, it was more parameters of the reality of the world they were shooting in um, than than really choices. So that we're pushing it. I mean, the end of season two, you're going to see how much bigger the show is. It, it It's a huge ending. Um, there's so many ways forward, but but it's just been, I mean, the experience has been so singular and it's so nice to hear it from an outside perspective because when you're in it, you're just like, I think this is special. And then when you have somebody come in and go, no, it's special, um, it makes you both appreciate it more and I don't know, it makes it a little scarier to lose, I think, which is hard, but good. Like when you know you have something good, that's it should feel scary to lose, right? That It means that you value it. I guess. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not adding to that. This is, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not adding. 
Perfect. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll put the button there. And again, audiences can watch new episodes of Quantum Leap Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on NBC and catch also catch it streaming on Peacock. You know, Caitlin, Eliza, thanks for taking the time and sitting down with me for another episode of Dynamic Duos here on CBR. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam.